Welcome to the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with emerging artists and industry leaders about all things paper flowers. Through this podcast, we hope to continue to share knowledge, connect all of us together, and elevate the artistry of each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Quinn Wen. I'm Jesse Chu. I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission is to share, connect, and elevate the paper floral industry. We are some of the voices behind the Paper Floors Collective. Welcome to our podcast, Paper Talk. This episode is brought to you by The Paper Place, the place for the paper obsessed, for paper lovers, and for the paper curious. Located in downtown Toronto, Ontario, The Paper Place carries more than 2,000 papers from Japan, Nepal, Italy, and around the globe. It offers unique stationary gifts and other fabulous things carefully curated by the very talented owner, Heather Sauer. The store is a feast for the eyes and you just have to see it for yourself. To find out more about their products, head to their website, www.thepaperplace.com or to their brick and mortar location. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 23. We are so excited to welcome Jacqueline Butler with us today. Hi, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi, you guys. Hi, Quinn. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. Like I said, I'm really, really honored to be here. Thank you. We feel the same way. We're oh, so it's excited. likewise. Yeah. I know. We're so excited <laughs> to talk to you today. <laughs> I know. Well, when we start, when I started, I already, I was already following you and oh, I had you seen were? your work. Oh, yeah. I I'd know. seen your work. I think it's just Instagram algorithm you know, related subjects pop up. And I remember following you and I thought, oh, wow, you have such a defined style Mm -hmm. and your flowers are so realistic Mm -hmm. and the colors you use, it just blew me away. And I was just amazed by what you could do with, you know, with gum paste. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. I mean, just watching it, it's just like, I just love the colors. So on brand. I think Mm -hmm. that every single flowers that we see is just so you and so about just your work and you you recognize it immediately, which is Mm -hmm. fantastic. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So can I actually, can you tell us a little bit about how you started in sugar art? Sure. Yeah. It's, I've kind of been a lifelong uh, crafter, I guess. And I laugh about it a little bit, but I actually had a really great dollhouse when I was little. And so I used to, you know, buy all of the little kits for the furniture and all the little miniatures. And I loved working with my hands and making all the little, you know, little things for that. And that just kind of eventually grew into going to craft shows and appreciating other people's work and trying to get my hands on different mediums and things like that. And I was a hobby baker, you know, grew up baking with my mom and I was working for a nonprofit organization when I got out of school. And so I was baking on the side, really enjoying it. And I literally found this little book in the bookstore on really basic sugar flowers, bought it, devoured it, Loved it, loved everything about it. And this was back when, you know, there just, there wasn't that much information about it online. And I was kind of scrambling to find anything that I could to learn more. And I went to a baking show in Las Vegas, you know, a big uh, conference and they had a book section and I found a single book by a gentleman uh, named Scott Woolley, longtime sugar artist. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And I contacted him and I just was like, you, are you, do you teach? May I learn from you? And he said, yeah, come on over to New York. I went to New York for, I think it was about nine days and I worked with him one-on-one and just just tried to absorb as much information as I possibly could. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And it was kind of like, you know, one, I couldn't believe I was able to make these beautiful things out of sugar paste and just the craft itself and kind of the process of it. I just, just, yeah, like I said, just absolutely fell in love with it. And it was kind of like I, I found my found my, my thing. Mm-hmm. Like your medium, yeah, your artistic uh, medium. It was a perfect fit. And when I eventually 
eventually decided to leave my other job and start a wedding cake business, I knew that really all I wanted to do was create cake that had sugar flowers on them. I didn't want to <laughs> do any modeling. I didn't yeah. want to do carving any, you know, anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. It just had to be, had to be sugar flowers. Yeah. So your preference, I guess, for sugar flowers, do you think that kind of helped define your style? Is it because you didn't like doing other types or is it because you just had a really strong, you were really drawn to sugar flowers and you made that decision to only make, preferably only focus on sugar flowers on your cake? I think, you know, I made that decision that certainly helped because it really kind of got the ball rolling um, as far as creatively for me. But I mm-hmm. think a lot of my style really came out of practicality. So I was running a business. I was trying to be a smart businesswoman. I I needed to be able to make sugar flowers and make them profitable. So a lot of my early decisions came from creating processes where I would try to, again, make my interpretations of flowers that I was seeing, but also in a really timely manner so that... Mm -hmm. Um, again, that the business could be could be profitable. So I really think my flowers lean more towards a stylized, again, mm-hmm. interpretation of the real thing. There are a lot of amazing sugar artists who make much more botanically correct flowers than I do. Really incredible. I just didn't have the time to do that, you know, and mm-hmm. for it to be realistic and cost effective for my business. So I just kind of started cutting out details here and there that either weren't going to be seen or maybe I just didn't find were as pretty on a flower. Mm -hmm. and just started cutting them out. And again, I I think I make enough of the flower so that it's recognizable, but I don't push it so far that it it became cost prohibitive. That's kind of really how it all, how it all started. And then, Mm -hmm. and and I think that my, my style just kind of grew out of that. Again, it's somewhat stylized, it's interpretive, it's a little bit playful. And I also Mm -hmm. have always felt that sugar flowers are really a confection that are belong on a cake. You know, they're, Mm -hmm. they're a decoration. And I think I've always in my head treated them as that, whereas rather than a realistic interpretation, it's just mm-hmm. really, it's a confection that's going to go mm-hmm. on a cake. So we want it to be pretty, but it, it doesn't have to be, I guess, pushed too far. I guess right. that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. And I love yeah. that your business sense came through and you recognize that you had to make it in a time effective, material effective way that you can actually produce it in a volume that you can make money off of it. I think Absolutely. a lot of business people, they don't recognize that and they mm-hmm. spend all this time and they go over the limit on the time that allocated themselves to actually make the flowers to make a profit. That was really really smart. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it it really, the style came from functionality and Mm -hmm. that now as I'm teaching, um, again, I think a lot of my students hopefully appreciate that in the sense that Mm -hmm. they come again, I'm, if anything, trying to teach them shortcuts and things like that. So that again, the goal is yes, we want to really please our clients and we want to make beautiful wedding cakes with flowers all over them, but let's also make some money. Let's make some money doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Got to pay the bills. You do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes it's actually more difficult to capture the essence of, of a flower as opposed to being very botanically correct. So true. And sometimes when we actually make it very botanically correct, it doesn't actually look like the flower because we don't see, when we look at something, we don't see every single part. We mm-hmm. see, we ca- we see, you know, the whole thing. It's the, it's the big, bigger picture right. as opposed to the smaller one. So it, yeah, it's so interesting how 
your style evolved from both functionality, but I think that part of it is you, right? That's also your approach to whether it's your business or life or to your craft, that there has to be some of that. So it's not, I, I think that part of it, your style is having that functionality, a combination of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I think that's a really great point, Jesse, because it, I think I am a very kind of practical, realistic personality type and things have to make sense to me in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's probably how I make a lot of, have made a lot of decisions, my, a lot of my decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your upcoming book, volume two. We're super excited about it. I know. Thank I've already you. pre-ordered Thank it. So yeah. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> well, it's very exciting. Yeah. The, I just received my advanced copy, first advanced copy a couple oh, of days wow. ago. So that, that, that's very exciting. And always just to, to get it in my hands. Yeah. And it really, yeah. it really stemmed from, I was very fortunate. I said the first one, first book did well. I was so excited. And I think the, really the best feedback has just been a lot of people who let me know how much they use it. I mean, that was really the, the goal. Again, that here comes that functionality and practicality in my head. Like I, I just really wanted to create a book where people would actually take it off the shelf and get it dirty and use it and open it frequently and, you know, follow it. So after the first one did well, my publisher, yeah, just asked me if I was interested in doing a second. I initially said no, just because <laughs> still all of the work was still feeling, <laughs> still feel all the, the pain, the pain, yeah. all, the, all the hard work. But was it easier to do volume? That's such a great question. And it, in some senses, yes. So again, I learned a lot from the first one. Um, I had, didn't, hadn't known really anything about you know, publishing. So the second one was, was easier because I, obviously I knew what to expect. In, I insisted and was very um, fortunate that my publisher agreed to me using the same photographer that I used before. And oh, that's great. he and I, he's, we become great friends and, you know, I consider him part of my family now. So, you know, already having someone understanding your vision and seeing things the way you do is such a a huge help. It really um, is. And I also understood the overall process, kind of the timeline, how things were going to go and the actual writing of the, you know, the step-by-steps and breaking flowers down, all of that actually comes easier to me. My, my brain works that way. But the creative side of the book, choosing the flowers, creating new, some new project, a little bit more of the art direction. That's the part that I struggled with more because uh, I just felt a little bit like I, and I had some flowers to get me going. But then I was just had to spend some time just kind of paying attention to what like you guys were doing, types of things you were creating and what real florists were sharing online. And that kind of gave me some good ideas as to flowers that I wanted to include. But I did feel pretty overwhelmed a little bit more by the creative process for the second book versus the technical writing and kind of all of that. In the creative way that you're mentioning, are you talking about like the different types of flowers to teach that's different from the first? book? Yeah. Just a little bit more variety yeah. of it? Yeah. So there's the only overlap from the first book to the second book are my hydrangea and my little pulled filler flowers, the little white ones, because those are just mm-hmm. a staple that mm-hmm. I have used in my designs forever mm-hmm. and will always continue. They're great little fillers. And it was very important for the second book to be able to stand on its own. I don't want to mm-hmm. make people feel like they have to have the first one in order, you know, to buy the, buy the second one, right. that kind of thing. So that's the only overlap 
overlap. Everything else, all the the rest of the flowers and the projects are different, different from the from the first one. I love that. Yeah. And uh, will you be doing a book tour? Will you be coming up to Seattle? What's the plan? I would love to come up to Seattle. I've had a couple of people kind of ping me for uh, classes, hoping that I could get up there and just love the area. I've never actually been to Seattle, but I've been, my sister lives in Oregon and I've been up to the Pacific Northwest and just love it. Well, if you need a place to stay. Okay. Take you up on it, but I would like to. And yeah, so the first real big trip is I'm heading over to Birmingham in the UK in early, early mm. November. Cake International, which is a real big cake show there. It's pretty much the debut of the book. So I'm very, very excited. And so yeah, I'll be signing and, and selling books, selling books. Yay. Yeah, that's Matt, exciting. That's yeah. so exciting. That is exciting. <laughs> and will you be doing a signing down in San Diego? I think so. Yeah, we're just, we're kind of working on on that now kind of books kind of officially start rolling out in November mm-hmm. um, here in the U.S. it's closer to Thanksgiving so that gets us a little bit closer into the holidays so I might be looking at something you know kind of maybe in the new year after kind of after mm-hmm. the big the big push for the holidays yeah nice yeah. oh my gosh so exciting <laughs> yeah that is so exciting can't wait to get that book in my hand oh, thank you Honestly. I know oh my gosh. I know we're you know like I said we're on we're podcasting but oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> it's beautiful. Love it. the book. Oh just my gosh. So <sighs> yeah, so. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm going to be gorgeous. in the LA area yeah. in about three to four uh-huh. weeks. Uh-huh. I need to come and see you. I would love to <laughs> see you. Yes. Please let me know when you are in LA. Are you doing another project? Uh, yeah. I'm doing actually a fresh flower workshop with Alicia Sweetie of Flirty Flowers okay. in Los Angeles okay. at Caroline Tran Studio. And so I wanted to go down also to see Cart Finney. Yeah. So I might meet up with Christina who also does all the marketing for them. Okay. So Paula be in the area Great. and I would love to be up with you. Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Absolutely. Please let me know. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so much fun. But oh my gosh, that book looked amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. like I said, my photographer, Nate, just fantastic person to begin with. Really couldn't have done it without him. He's super upbeat, great energy. And really, even with the first book, very fortunate. He, he did his homework. I mean, he, he really took the time to look at my social media and he we shot the whole book here at my house first day he showed up he basically just he said I understand you take um, all your own photos for your social media he said let's get a bag the backdrop set up and then if you can grab some flowers he said can you just walk me through your process show me what it is that you do so that I can really understand what your eyes are looking at and yeah which was really thoughtful and fantastic and it really did not take him long at all to kind of learn my little pet peeves and you know the things that the things I don't like to have showing and and by the time we were shooting the second book you know I could set up you know a cake and put it out front there and literally walk away and could be working on whatever was coming okay. next yeah preparing what was next and he would just shoot it and he would even like he'd be shooting and he could say hey you have a, a wire that I don't think you're gonna like here come, oh, that's come great. fix it no I'm not kidding yeah, yeah and yeah. come fix it and sure enough it was you know this type of thing and I'd kind of tweak it and then he would just shoot it from the front and all the angles and do all the close-ups and literally and I could just swap things out and just 
trust him completely. Oh, so yeah, wonderful. just really. Yeah. That's rare. <laughs> it's really fantastic. It's so rare so, to find someone like, yeah. Yeah, if anyone's yeah. looking for a great photographer, yeah, please let me know. I'd be happy to, would love to, to reassure sure. you too. Because <laughs> our work is so, it's so specific, yeah. right? It's so, if you remember, I mean, when we were talking before yeah. I wrote my book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So before I wrote my book, I had contacted Jackie to get to know her and also to chat about my book with her because I knew that she had so much experience writing a book. And we had been, you know, DMing and on Instagram as well. And she was so open to it. So we spoke on the phone and you had, I remember you, you had told me about photography because I had doubts about it. I was, um, I had doubts because I knew a lot of wedding photographers, mm-hmm. but I didn't know a lot of people who were specifically stylish. Yes. Like, yeah. Or like, you know, commercial editorial. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's very specific in terms of what they do. It's a certain expertise that they have that's very different from, you know, everyday wedding event photographers. And I remember you telling me that um, you were, yeah, you were explaining to me your experience with Nate, yes. which sounded amazing. But you had also said to me, you know, don't doubt my, my own ability yes. to take photos, my eye yep. in terms of knowing how to photograph my flowers the way that I like or the way that showed it off the most beautifully or that showed off the, you know, the petals the best way. And I think that was like, I really took that to heart because it, one, it gave me confidence that, you know, maybe my photos aren't that bad. Uh, <laughs> but but your two, photos are amazing. What are you talking about? <laughs> I can't, no, but, I can't but, wait but, well, it's because I'm not a, I'm an amateur photographer at that. You always think that you can do better, right? Or that, oh, I'm missing that key thing. Uh, but the second thing that your advice spoke to me was any photographer really needs guidance from the artists themselves. Because as much as they're going to impose their own style on it, it's your book. It's also your style that has to come through or else it's going to not look like your book. It's not going yeah. to look like your art. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, thank you so much for that tip because it really, I think it made me look at the whole process a little differently. And it's so different when you're writing a book versus your Instagram. Your Instagram, you, you, know, you post your iPhone photos. and But when it comes to actually capturing your brand yep. or your style, knowing that, yes, I am the expert. I just need to relay it to someone who probably knows a little bit more about lighting than I do yep. or you know the camera than I do. And that it's a collaboration in a sense. Yeah. Uh, that was really, really helpful. Oh, good. Yeah, so thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, you know, my publisher is actually based in the UK. So the pros and cons to that, I mean, it was, uh, I was initially very overwhelmed by the idea that basically all the photo shoot were going to be my responsibility. I mean, they helped me set everything up, but really the whole creative part of it, you have nobody else helping you you Mm -hmm. make those decisions. It's both um, wonderful, wonderfully freeing, but also very overwhelming because all of that responsibility weighs on your shoulder. And I think um, I was a lot more nervous about with that, with the first book and again, was so, so fortunate to have Nate uh, to work with because he he just, yeah, really was very, very interested in making sure that everything was very pedal sweet. And that was just, that was his his goal. And if you, he said, if you don't like it, if it's, if we couldn't, didn't capture something, we just kept working on it until, until I loved it. And so with the second one, you know, like I was, when I was telling you, it was really, yeah, really about being able to make those decisions and say, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like the flower this way. I don't like it turned this way. I like the lighting better this way. My flowers look better a certain way and really mm-hmm. standing your ground and making yeah. those choices. Because again, yes, it is. That's a real reflection of your brand because you, you already know what you like and people are seeing that in your social media feed, those decisions that you're already making. And so that all of that mm-hmm. needs to be reflected in the book as well, rather than sure. having somebody else make those decisions for you. Decisions. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. I love that. I just, 
I cannot even imagine. I tell you what, I mean, was, God bless you because oh I could gosh. not even imagine having had all of that, making everything and then on top of it, taking all of the, all of the photos. I mean, Nate and I would laugh because, you know, constantly we were breaking things down into these, you know, individual photos and it yeah. would be, is your hand turned the right way? Is are you holding yeah. the wire up? Is it centered? Is it, can we see what's going on? What's happening with mm-hmm. the tool? Change the, like, you know, so many different, different decisions. And I couldn't imagine trying to do all of that and also snapping the photos too. So kudos to you, well, Jesse. Remember, my word. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't actually, it wasn't totally by choice. <laughs> but no, I remember, yes, I had, I think I had said to you too, where I was like, you know, maybe two, you know, two sets of eyes is better than one, which is exactly what your, you know, your experience is with right. Nate, who sounds fantastic. Yeah. Him even being able to say, oh, I think that wire or that flower looks out of place or can you place it a little bit lower? I wish I had that. Honestly, I think that is so incredibly helpful to make an even better product. For me, it was more of a logistic issue. I just didn't have time to do it in let's say shoot it all in a week. It was just, for me, that was... I couldn't even imagine it because that was would be so overwhelming preparing everything and then shooting all at once. So it actually fit my schedule better where I was, as I was working on each tutorial, I could allot the time, I can shoot it and then tutorial, shoot it. Because I don't know about you, but when I work on other flowers, sometimes to go back to another flower, it's really hard. I have to kind of like rethink all over again. It's like from step one. So it actually, for me, it was easier doing it that way. That said, I swear it took me like three hours, at least three hours for each flower yeah. to shoot. Because like you said, you know, am I putting my hand the right way? Is it in focus? <laughs> is it, is this the best way to present it? I don't, I didn't really have the benefit of having someone kind of to work off of. And I wish I really did like that. I had someone who I could say, you know, what do you think about this? And a photographer would know, right? They know the lighting, the angle, they would have a better sense of it than I do. So I think there's pros and cons, yeah. but I mean, your collaboration with Nate sounds like it was yeah. made in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah we actually, actually ended up doing for each of the books it was about five different photo shoots that all ran three to four days a piece because oh gosh in order to get all of yeah that work done like you were saying you know all the stuff that was pre-made because with paste you have things dry you know maybe more quickly than you want them to so I would have mm-hmm. to you know have all these different pieces pre- you know prepared ahead of time so that we could just actually shoot them and then there were some things that I had to do closer to real time just because you need the pace to be doing what you need it to do, you know, in, in mm-hmm. order to capture mm-hmm. that. And so we did. Yeah. So really it was shot over maybe a six month, six month period. So he would come for four days, we'd shoot like crazy and then he'd leave. And then I'd work for three weeks to get all the next stuff done. And, you know, kind of that's how it went. And we did all the flowers first and then we shot, used all those flowers and put them on the cakes. Again, I was trying to be practical. And so it wasn't of having course. to make more stuff and then put them all on the, on the cakes, on the cake projects and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I want to switch the topic sure. a little bit. Though so I know that you've been working a lot more with wafer papers and I know <laughs> yeah. a lot of comments is like, yeah. is there wafer paper in the <laughs> second volume? Right. So my question to you is how different is it to work from the wafer paper to the sugar paste yeah. or the gum paste? Very different. And so no, there is no wafer paper in the book. And a lot of people may not just, just not understand the time frame, you know, for, mm-hmm. for a book too. Like I said, that book was actually finished um, quite some time ago. And really for me, the wafer paper has been just a kind of a break and to try to, um, I got really burned out at the end of the last book, just really kind of crashed hard. And 
kind of just lost interest in mm-hmm. all of it. And instead of really fighting that, I just kind of decided I would take my own advice, which is what I would tell somebody else if they were really struggling, would just to be to take a break and maybe play with something different. Yes. Um, just to kind of you know, use your brain again and, and get that you know creativity flowing. So yeah, so I just, it's really so new for me. And I just, I'm, I love that people are excited about it, but I don't know anything. <laughs> I really don't know anything about it. I'm so, I'm still new with it and learning so much and really struggling a lot with it. It's very temperamental. So the wafer mm-hmm. paper is made with potato starch. And it, you know, it's basically like a sheet of paper, but it, um, you can tear it and it's quite brittle. And so you have to condition it with some type of liquid in order to soften it and make it pliable and to be able to shape it. And there are a lot of different ways you can do that. I've been experimenting. Some stuff dries really well. Some liquids just disintegrate it completely, you know, kind of all of these different, mm-hmm. different things. But there's a lot of fun in that. So that's been really great. It's just, it is, it's very challenging. And I've done a little bit of like kind of practice teaching it um, with some one-on-one student. It's very important to me to feel really comfortable in being able to help students problem solve when I'm teaching. And I just, I'm not mm-hmm. there yet at all. And just one of the things that I found is it's very tricky and it's a temperamental and it's harder. I find it harder, a lot harder, a lot more challenging to use than paste. It doesn't always dry the way that you want it to. Yeah. So it's, it's still a definitely an experiment. I love the sheerness of it. You know, it's very translucent, it's beautiful. which of course, even as a sugar artist, you're just, you're drawn, drawn to that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. it's very light, and it's very, very lightweight, which is also yeah. fantastic to the finished flowers are a lot a lot yeah. lighter. It's just for me still very unpredictable and mm. not as consistent as I would like it to be. Oh, it's exciting though. It is. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like the creative process and learning a new medium and seeing what facing challenges that you don't necessarily have anymore yep. with sugar flowers. Exactly. And then I honestly, I, I have no doubt that you're going to be able to meet these challenges and just <laughs> create know. more beautiful work. <laughs> just with a different medium. Like I, yeah, Thank you. I have no doubt yeah, about it's that. Been, like I said, it was really what I needed. There are some wonderful artists who have, um, you know, again, a lot of great um, experience with it. And it's, it is, it's a really interesting medium. I'll be, I'll be very interested to see just kind of how, especially with flowers, how much it ends up being a part of the cake industry. I think it's still a little bit kind of, you know, on the fringe. I think a lot of people use it in different ways, but wafer paper flowers in particular are just not that many people are, have really incorporated them into their their work, their work just yet. So is there a reason for that? Is it because of the, because it is more difficult to work with or is it temperament or is it brittle or is it? I don't know. I mean, it's maybe just not as much um, exposure. You know, I have a great friend here in San Diego named Stevie Abel. Hey there, Cupcake. I don't know if you're familiar, if you follow her on Instagram, just an incredible artist. And she wrote a book on wafer paper and she really was the person to kind of introduce the medium in a very artistic, beautiful way to the industry a number of years ago and she does flowers and she does these beautiful you know three-dimensional artistic interpretations and this all this kind of amazing amazing stuff and she really has had have pioneered it and I just don't know if it just it looks different than sugar flowers you know and sugar flowers just have are just so well known um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just don't know if it just has I just hasn't kind of gotten the exposure the and, yeah, and the traction that's a really good way good way to put it just yet it's it's been like I said though 
know, it's just been super fun to experiment with. And it just really was what I needed. And I finished mm-hmm. the other book because I just really needed a break from sugar. And also just along those lines, I am going to say it. I'm definitely going to be playing with crepe paper. So I, <laughs> yes. I, I will agree. Not for cakes, <laughs> but just, just to do it. Because I adore both of your, your work. Both of you guys, your work is just so amazing. And it really is very inspiring. And I think something that I would enjoy, enjoy doing. So I'm very interested in, very interested in learning and learning more. I was so sorry that I couldn't make your, your workshop in September because it just, that probably would have been exactly the great introduction to, to it that I, that I really needed. So one of these days I will. Yes. Well, trade bases. Okay. Yeah, we'll learn from you for sugar flowers. And you can learn from us for crepe paper. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fair. Yes. I'll bring you some crepe paper when I see you in a few yes. months. Okay. Well, yeah, but you have to teach me how to use it. How to use it? I'll just, I'll you I'll just it drop it off. <laughs> I know. Well, I will. I'm anxiously awaiting uh, your book, uh, Jesse. So, yeah. Aw, thank you. Mm-hmm. Soon. Yes. Soon. Yes. So, we'll, but we'll talk about that in a different okay, podcast. Yes. You're teaching a lot, mm-hmm. and I know that you travel a lot. You were just in Scotland yes. uh, last month. Yeah. So, do you have any intention of putting, you know, your online presence in terms of producing online courses so that people don't have to travel to you or you don't have to travel to them? It's easy, It's more accessible to them in their own home? Yeah, absolutely. I think I definitely moving in that direction. So been really fortunate to be able to travel to a lot of different places to teach over the last, oh my gosh, probably six or seven years. That's mostly what I'm doing now. So I'm hardly making cakes anymore and doing mostly teaching. Love uh, getting my meeting people, getting my hands on, helping them with their creativity. And a lot of people come into class uh, with a lot of trepidation about making sugar flowers. And I'd like to be able mm-hmm. to give people a really strong foundation and a te- good technique so that they really walk away being able to make well-crafted flowers that they really like. And it gives them the confidence to make new flowers on their own, you know, without necessarily Mm -hmm. having to go to a class. So, but travel is also, um, it's just challenging and it's hard to be away from home for long periods of time. And my husband and I really want to get a puppy. So (laughs) (laughs) I want to be home. I want to be home for a while. You have to be. I really, really, and I, you know, want to be a part of all of that. And uh, so, yes, I, the sorry long drawn out answer is uh, definitely moving towards doing online courses. I'm makes me a little nervous again to try to think about kind of putting all of that together. But you guys have you know have done that so well, and so I'm probably going to be picking your brains about that. But I I do think it would be a, a good fit, especially after having doing done the books and being able to kind of break things down into uh, achievable pieces for people. Hopefully mm-hmm. that that would that would uh, come together. Well, yeah. And I just, I think I would really, really enjoy it. And again, also it just would be nice to stay home for a little while and spend some time with my husband. So (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us where everyone can purchase your book? Thank you. Yes. Pre-order. We're still still in pre-order. So um, Amazon US, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada, uh, Book Depository. I don't know. I haven't been informed yet of any retailers yet. Last, the first book was also carried by Barnes & Noble but only order only wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily on the shelf since it's such a kind of a small niche. But as I find out more of that, more information, I'll be sharing that on my website. So I have links to um, all of those sites 
um, on my on my website for both books. For sure, we'll add them to the blog as well. Okay, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, so exciting! <laughs> I know. I'm always excited when there's like people who write books that I, I that I'm a fan of their work, and oh, just getting that the second volume. Oh, and I believe most people don't know your Instagram handler. Can you tell us more about that? My handle, Instagram handle, yes, is Petal Sweet Cakes. So uh, again, that was where you can find all my all my pictures and links and try to share uh, works in progress and things like that in my stories so that people can kind of follow me along. But it, as you guys know, social media is just, it's kind of like a whole other full-time job. So yeah, yes. I do, do, You're my so good, oh, I do my best. You're so good I at sharing like... every single day. So <laughs> Jackie's story, every single day, it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, you're a runner too, right? So yeah. I mean, you're outdoors a lot. So yeah. seeing like the photos of, yeah, that's it's yeah. a great I way. I definitely need, yeah, I spend, my husband and I try to spend as much time as we can outdoors. He's a long distance runner, really great. And uh, I do some running just enough to stay fit, but really enjoy being outside. <laughs> being living in San Diego, we're very fortunate to have kind of all year round, really nice nice weather. So, but don't give me too many props for that because it's really, <laughs> it's like pictures of the planter I have out front and <laughs> the, a nice, uh, maybe a rose that I saw on the, on my run. It's but something. Not, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's <so>. something. It's <laughs> very, very I sweet. Yeah. yeah. You can find, uh, find me at petalsweet.com. So www.petalsweet.com. I have interesting information about upcoming classes. You can jump on my um, email list there. Uh, information about both of the books and where you links to where you can find them. Ooh, will we be able to get a signed copy to your website? Uh, no, I haven't been, I haven't been doing that. It's, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been doing that. Just, it's hard to get books ordered and then shipped yeah. here and then reshipped kind of back out. Reshipped, it gets yeah. to be, um, I think a little, a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So I haven't been doing that. I've just been signing books, um, at shows and trying to, we did, we do have, I had books plate made, you know, so like you can have a nice little, you know, sticker put on the inside of the book and I tend uh, okay. to oh, nice. I sign those as well. Um, if I run into people and they'd obviously, they don't have their book with them because then they can yeah. home and put their book. So oh, that's, that's a nice. great idea. Yeah. And that yeah. actually, um, that was a really great idea um, that my husband gave. So smart. I was like, oh, and he said, yeah, I said that way. Literally, it's just, it's just a sticker and I had my creative yeah. director design it so it would match the book and yeah. then someone can still have your signature without actually great, having yeah, to have your book in their hands. Yeah. Jesse, yeah. you need to so, do that. I know. Jesse, I should well, do that. and I were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do we, uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it's it just a nice thing to, to nice thing to have. For sure. Mm-hmm. It would be cheaper to bail out. Yeah, that's you what I was saying. Yeah. Is that if yeah, yeah. If, and I have done that if um someone um really, really, you know, had wanted that yeah, it's easier to just sign that and stick it in an envelope and then yeah 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 stick it in their book so Uh, yeah what i can all i can i'm happy i'll take you send you um take pictures of the the ones that i have yeah so i can have an idea of what we just just, i can only imagine it but yeah we just had it made to look like a it's like the size of a wine label because you can get four of them on one on one piece of paper on one page yeah perfect and then uh, we just cut them and uh, had them printed and cut and then yeah literally it's just a you know like a a sticker and Mm -hmm. just i had my creative director she just used the same fonts from the book oh, and yes, put the title smart. of the book at the top and then my my brand at the bottom and yeah it turned perfect out everything looks yeah, cohesive. But I'm happy to, oh, yeah. yeah happy to share that with you so well i would want to sign well, one. Okay, well, i know <laughs> 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 
I'll just I'll sign it and then stick it in the mail and you'll then you'll have it for sure. Perfect. Uh, it's been so great talking to you. Jackie. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you both. Thank, so yeah, much. thank you so much Truly, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for the invitation and for the opportunity to um, share my new book with everyone. Just so grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So Jesse, I'm still talking and thinking about the paper place. I really wish Seattle had something very similar to the paper place that you have in Toronto. How did you come across the paper place in the first place? It was a, a prime retail spot, really, for paper lovers and creatives. And it's actually the only brick and mortar retail store in Toronto. And then later when I did more research, it's not just in Toronto, it's like Ontario, Canada. So it's a really special place where you can go in, you can touch and feel and look at the paper, which for a creative person is really important. And then afterwards, I discovered that they carried crepe paper. And so buying that, it kind of actually started my paper flower journey. That's so amazing. But I mean, you went there, you visited I know. during our Toronto workshop. So you can see like just how amazing that, that store is. It's not just paper. It's like literally there's so many things. I know. <laughs> they have like from books to posters. I mean, all sorts of amazing, beautiful papers. Plus they also have party goods, which I was really surprised, but I went to buy everything and (laughs) my luggage was not big enough, but it was just really, and the staff was really, really nice and so knowledgeable Mm -hmm. about the product. It was really nice to go into a store where you knew the staff loved their job and it was such a good experience. I really wish Seattle had something like that. Oh, for sure. It was, it's definitely one of those places where you walk in, whether or not you have, you know, you have to buy a gift for someone or a gift for yourself. They have little trinkets, they have stationary goods. They have books mm-hmm. on all things paper as well. Yes. So, and not to mention their main focus is Japanese washi paper as well. And the, I mean, that's, you have to see it with your eyes. I mean, it's gold gilded, right? It doesn't show up in photos. So, um, yeah, the paper places, it's just an amazing place. If you guys are in the area, in the Toronto area or in the greater Toronto area, you have to go there, like physically be present, check it out. But if not, you can check out their website at www.thepaperplace.ca. They sell online as well. Mm-hmm. 